defying all hatred be the love beyond toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts. And... I'd like to invite you if it feels safe and I'd like to invite you just to take a moment to get centered with us. So begin to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose and out of your mouth. Just breathing out anything you are ready to release. Take another deep breath in, breathing in peaceful, calming, loving energy. And just breathing out any last bit of tension or areas of discomfort. Just feeling your body as a whole. And just connecting yourself with the breath in this present moment. Remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. And thank you. And we'd like to welcome today our guest, John Rhodes. John is the creator of Awakening the Heart, a spiritual training program designed to liberate authentic self-expression and lead the pathway into the new consciousness arising on planet Earth. He teaches Ascension Science extended spiritual anatomy, and assist private clients through quantum field remote healing transmission to reach their highest frequency expression potential. Thank you for being with us, John. Thanks so much, Stacy, for having me on your show and, and your beautiful meditation and centering presence. Yeah, really nice to be here. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. And so tell us a little bit about how, um, what brought you to this work? Yeah, so when I began to explore my own personal spiritual nature and, and whatever I could find about becoming more spiritual or learning how the laws of the universe worked was... Um, around 2005, I began recognizing that the details of my life were no longer supporting me in a way that felt easeful, 
they, I felt like I was always running into walls with every choices, every choice that I made. My relationships weren't going where I wanted them to go. And I, I really wasn't, I wasn't experiencing the expansion of life that I wanted. And I just recognized that I needed to make a, a big shift in order to realign myself to, to give myself a chance to learn what I needed to learn to live the life that, that I felt that I really deserved to live. So that's, that's what really got me going. And, um, I had, had always had a strong sense of purpose from around the age of 10 when with hindsight, I kind of looking back, recognize like, oh man, <laughs> I was 10 years old and I got the, the sole purpose download. Uh, strangely enough, watching a live um, rendition of the musical Cats, <laughs> uh, sort of a, a funny detail, but it, it just sort of, it, it awakened in me the awareness of an inner light that mm -hmm. human beings can shine into the world. And an experience of how the transmission of that light to another transforms their experience of themselves and of the world around them. And um, while I, I took that experience and, and ran with it in a, a lot of directions, around 2005, I realized, ooh, I'm going the wrong way with this. I have to turn around and re reorient myself to figure out what to do. So that, that led me into... You know, I went down lots of uh, conspiracy rabbit holes. I, I went into lots of meditation processes, exploring yoga, um, and trying to see if there was a way that I could understand the hidden aspects that we can experience in, in our world. Like, at the time, it felt like trying to learn the secrets about the universe, you know, and, and right around that time, uh, <laughs> the, the book, the secret about the law of attraction was just coming out. And I remember that, uh, being exposed to that, it kind of blew my mind. Oh man, I can create my own reality. Like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> I'll get on this ride for a while. <laughs> so that, that's, that's what drove me into, into the process a lot more deeply. And, and, and I kind of went from there. <laughs> oh, so it sounds like you really, like when you were 10 years old, just getting that download. And so what was that like for you um, at that time in your life? And how did you know that was your sole purpose? Mm. Well, uh, I will say when I experienced that, I didn't know what was happening. I, I certainly wasn't aware of, another as an expanded aspect of self that I now refer to as the soul. Um, of course, I'd heard of soul, like soul music, and I knew what it was. It's like there's this feeling inside where everything is like deeper and everything is closer to um, feeling in harmony with, with who we are and what we are. I, I knew that that feeling existed but I, I didn't recognize, I didn't recognize what was happening in me as a purposeful experience. 
it was simply more of a feeling that the, and, and this is something that I explore a great deal in, in the work that I do is it, and others may have experience from other, other modalities where the innocence and the perspective of a child is really where we want to get to when, when we are conscious adults. We want to be able to find that place where our innocence can be expressed without all this sort of like um, conditioning and ideas about who we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to do so that we can find that authentic joy. So when that was happening to me when I was 10, I was just completely centered in my own joy. Like I love playing soccer, you know, like I, I was into running around in the grass because I liked how it felt on my feet. I liked how it smelled and my, in, you know, how the smell of the grass was like grass stains. And I love the feeling of my body being able to just like run around. <laughs> and oftentimes when we become adults, we, we get really separated from those inner motivational drives that we have those inner impulses. And, and I'm not saying that we should do everything because we like the smell of grass stains. But there, there is an inner drive that arises in us in relationship to the life that we're experiencing. And the degree that we're able to allow that into the world with, with a sense of innocence is, is the degree that our sole purpose can manifest into the world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a 10-year-old child, I, I didn't have any thought about, I didn't have any mental construction around, oh, man, I just found my sole purpose. <laughs> But when I got older and I heard about the possibility of there being a soul purpose, I was like, oh, man, I got to find my purpose. I got to figure out what I'm here to do because I always had this strong drive that I was supposed to, but I never really knew what it was. I got to know what it is. And I spent a number of years, maybe probably seven or eight years focusing on that question on to some degree or another. And, and when I recognized the vibration of soul purpose in my experience, I was like, oh, I knew this the whole time. It was in there the whole time. <laughs> so it's, it's more of a, a recognition of what I am from my current perspective, looking back as a 10-year-old, that, that I was just living, I was just living it, you know? So, so, so really for me at, at age 10, it wasn't terribly significant at age 30. Let's see. I think I was a 2014. I must've been like 34, five, six, <laughs> almost 35 or 36. Um, having this experience of, of, an awakening into heart-centered perception and then recognizing the vibration that lives in that space and looking back and saying, wow, I've known, I've known this vibration my entire life virtually. Mm -hmm. And I spent all these years, you know, like worried that I hadn't found my purpose soon enough to be able to accomplish it. 
uh, going through these, these special dates that, that the, the people that seemed to know what they were talking about spiritually were saying, you better be prepared for this because this is, you know, December 21st, 2012, this is the cutoff time. This is when ascension is happening. And here I am having no clue what my sole purpose is all the way through 2011 and going into 2012 going like, Oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to figure it out in time. What's going to happen. Ah! <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, so the, the, that experience really of, of needing to find the answers of needing to understand it really set the stage for me to develop what I feel very resonant with as a purpose from my greater self. Mm. And that purpose is experienced through a series of contrasts, you know, mm. that, that feeling of not being enough of not knowing myself of thinking, I don't know myself well enough. And then of going through a process of recognizing, Oh, it, it's just me. I, it is my beingness that is the purpose of what I'm here to do and to be. And, and, and this idea of not being ready of, of, of missing the train, right? When it, when it's time to get on the train of, of missing that moment, that really just dissolved into this presence of being that is so delicious like I'm like right now speaking about it, connecting with that, that vibration, it, it brings like a, an emotional experience of, of the most great relief. Mm. And, and I often experience like a little bit of like tearing up around that feeling of, mm. of being connected. Mm-hmm to that space because that's home that's that's the presence of of that's the at least a portion of the presence of i am of mm-hmm. what i am when when people speak about i am presence meaning i i am everything i'm a part of all there is <clears throat> it is a part connecting to that vibration it just like <laughs> can sometimes be pretty intense for me still so sounds really beautiful and I think it and I'm, I'm hearing too that you you've been receiving these messages about what your soul purpose is and when you finally stopped and really listened to your inner soul and trusted that that you came into that I am presence and that true soul purpose that you are so resonant and aligned with Mm. Yeah. And, and that process also taught me, um, it allowed me to discover other aspects of that purpose, mm-hmm. other aspects of that presence, other aspects of the, the greater experience that I carry with me as a being who has chosen to live in a body on planet earth, mm-hmm. you know, that, that process of um, expanding consciousness from 
a three-dimensional personal ego perspective into a higher frequency soul-based perspective, there's, there's a huge amount of complexity within the mechanics of how those openings occur to allow you to experience that within a physical body. And that was another aspect to my experience where I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that as a 10 year old child. I I didn't have an experience of, of that. Although I was always inquisitive about learning why things work the way they do and how, how can we control the mechanics of a process in order to get the results that we desire, you know, but that awakening for me, um, it, it taught me a great, even more than, than I had been aware of previously. So one of the things that I recognize and and you said it so perfectly about, um, just how, how connecting in that way uh, allowed me to realize more at more aspects about myself. That connection leads to greater expansions and that expansion is it's, it's not a destination point. It's a continual processing of becoming. <laughs> and, and so I, I got to, I got to have experience of that as well. You know, that's sort of like, oh man, like something just shifted. And, and oftentimes we think, oh, I arrived. <laughs> but then, then there's more learning to be done. There's more expansion to experience. There are more, there are new challenges that occur. And I sometimes describe that as, as just like upgrading my problems, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, you were talking about, you know, um, that you had these, you know, profound, enlightening experiences and you think, I've arrived, I've finally arrived. And then the universe has a funny way of saying, no, you didn't check this out. (laughs) Here's, Here's another layer or here's something else you have to learn or something like that. And, um, I know for you that one of the things that you are learning and studying right now is Ascension science, right? Yeah. So could you uh, just kind of tell us a little bit more about that, what it is? I mean, I'm not really familiar with Ascension science. So if you could just, okay. kinda, yeah, just give us a rundown of that. Yeah, I would, I, I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. So, so this word Ascension, um, there, there are many sources for it in our collective understanding. Um, some from religion. And then of course, when the new age movement kind of began, that was a a word that began to get used around a process of spiritual evolution. And in the religious sense, it tends to be more understood or expressed, at least in, in my experience as, as an arrival, you know, an arrival point, like a, a testing and then if you pass the test, you get, you get to arrive. Um, and when we begin examining how consciousness functions as 
a the creator of the reality that we're experiencing um the idea of ascension begins to shift and and change a little bit so i want to give kind of a simple definition for what ascension means mm. and reality is vibrationally based meaning um even science has has already proven that all aspects of our reality have a vibrational aspect to it. And every vibration has a frequency. That's simply a measurement of how quickly um, the amplitude and the length of a particular vibration. Um, and a frequency can be very, very low in nature or can be very, very high and everywhere in between. And we experience our reality based on these frequencies. When we see color, what we are seeing is the differentiation in the frequencies of the light bands that our eyes can process. Mm -hmm. Same thing with sound, same thing with touch. Um, and, and every aspect of our real, reality is really governed by this. So our entire understanding of our three-dimensional world uh, a world that has uh, space and, you know, distance, uh, up, down, sideways, um, all of these dimensions that we're familiar with from a spatial orientation, these are effects of the frequencies that are present and that are perceived by our processing system, which is our biological human body we're able to process certain frequencies through our bodies. Ascension is a process of shifting the frequencies that are being metabolized by the biological beings from a certain frequency bandwidth to a higher frequency bandwidth. And when I teach this in, in my programs, I. I talk about a dog whistle, <laughs> you know, is, does a dog whistle make a sound? Well, to most human beings, no, at least we can't perceive the sound, but dogs can hear it for sure. It's a higher frequency that their biological systems are able to process and deliver the, in, the information about to their brains. The process of ascension is the process of the of when we're talking about humans, the human biological system be, becoming capable of processing higher frequency spiritual energy that becomes available based on our planetary position within the galaxy. Mm -hmm. So that brings up one more point that I wanted to share mm -hmm. is that the galaxy is in a state of consistent and constant vibration. So there is always energy present. Even science is trying to figure out what dark matter is. It's this energetic signature that doesn't appear to have any manifested physical reality, but they know it exists based on their ability to measure the effects that it produces. And so there is always energy present in our galaxy. And as we evolve, we 
become more and more capable of perceiving these different energies. And when we perceive new frequencies, that makes our reality look differently than it has previously. So ascension is a process of moving from a frequency bandwidth into a new frequency bandwidth that allows for new possibilities. So from this perspective, graduating high school is a form of ascension. Mm -hmm. um, going through the various rites of passage of our human society, whether it's getting a job or starting your dream career or getting married or having a child or simply moving to a new location, these are all forms that can be experienced as a, a portion of an ascension. <laughs> now, you asked about, about it from this perspective of, okay, here's a, spiritual, here's a spiritual concept that people are talking about. So mm -hmm. what is this concept that people are talking about? What is the ascension of the planet? And why are people talking about, oh, let's all ascend together? Okay, so... <clears throat> the the solar system is connected by a series well, i should say the entire universe is connected by a series of solar emanations so these are energetic frequencies of consciousness and our sun delivers the life force energy that allows planet earth to transform that energy into manifested biological life, whether it's plants, animals, insects, fish, water is a form of life consciousness on our planet. That energy is metabolized by all biological beings, regardless of how it is ingested. Human beings have learned to ingest solar energy by eating plants, animals, and fruits, primarily, and grains. Um, but human beings can develop different ways of metabolizing this solar energy. Um, you may look at the various arguments around vegetarianism and stuff like that, and you can see like a gorilla. So it's like a massive being that we are very related to having these huge muscles and, and like strength that is like 30 to 50 times greater than a human being in some instances, you know, they're getting strong like that, eating leaves. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you think about a human biological system, like doing that. And a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows like, Oh, you can't get that strong eating, you know, leaves that way. It's solar energy. And, and our, our bodies are designed to metabolize it in different ways. But um, so the, the, that life force energy that comes from our sun also is being projected throughout the galaxy by the central sun of our galaxy. And then the universe also has a central sun of that, of our universe that delivers life force energy to all of the galactic centers. The galactic centers deliver life force energy to all of the solar centers surrounding that. And then on our planet, planet Earth, our 
internal, the inner sun is the core of, of the earth. It has an iron, iron core that is in a molten state. If we were at a vastly lower density or lower frequency, mm-hmm. we could experience the planet Earth very similar to the way that we perceive our own sun. And it may appear vastly differently if we were a one-dimensional being as opposed to being a three-dimensional being, which is what we are and have been on planet Earth for thousands of years. So this degree, these degrees of connection to life force energy when those life force energies come into particular alignments, which happen as the galaxy slowly rotates around its axis, these varying alignments deliver different degrees of frequency from those galactic to solar centers to the planetary center. And then all of the living beings on the planet are going to experience the changes in frequency that are, that occur based on that, those alignments. So what, what an ascension is, is a planetary ascension, is a possibility of a planet to increase the frequency that it receives and metabolizes to allow for new possibilities of life upon its surface, right? So, so from an ascension standpoint, the planet Earth is the one who is ascending. And as human beings on planet Earth, we are the, the, both the um, antenna and the recipients of those internal changes that the planet is going through because each of us is energetically connected to the Earth. So the planet is moving through a change in frequency to move from a third dimensional planet, which is one based on the reality that we know, Mm -hmm. to a fifth dimensional planet, which incorporates new frequencies of a reality that we may have access to understanding, but have not yet been able to experience as a manifested reality in our world. So, when we look at the um, energy structures of these dimensional planes, we can often understand a first dimensional experience as survival, the instinct of survival. Mm -hmm. We can understand the second dimensional experience in varying perspectives of partnership, where one and one come together for a common goal. So this is second dimensional. It can also be competition based, meaning one and one come together to compete with each other over the resources needed in order to survive. A third dimensional perspective increases that consciousness awareness into a space of not only competition and cooperation, but also of individualism. And when you look at history, you can see these periods of, particularly in Western society, it seems terribly obvious, 
although all societies have elements of this on our planet, mm -hmm. the movement of from a, um, a, a feudal type societal organization to one where we live in now, where the individual gets to choose the leadership, or it, at least, you know, that's how it's, we have that framework set up mm -hmm. in, in the United States, mm -hmm. um, if not other countries. But the individual becomes a, a focal point of that third dimension. When we move into the higher dimensions, these, they tend to um, encompass ideals that we may have from these lower dimensional perspectives. So one of the ideals that we may share in a third dimensional experience is that of unconditional love, which is often described as this is what I want in my marriage. This is what I want in this relationship. This is what I want to experience for myself. And oftentimes we experience varying degrees of this. And you can see this in society as oftentimes parents will unconsciously experience unconditional love for their children. But rarely do parents experience that unconditional love for each other, for the father and the mother that produced the child. We, in our societies today, we often see a couple having children, and then at some point they need to separate in order to continue on their individual paths. Um, and, and so unconditional love is not a basic aspect of our consciousness at this time. But as the earth goes through ascension, unconditional love, I don't call it that because even the idea of conditions is a third dimensional concept. It doesn't function that way in higher frequencies. Um, when the earth goes through ascension, this idea that we often call unconditional love becomes a basic element of our awareness. Mm -hmm. It's no longer an ideal to strive for. It's something that we experience spontaneously and, and, um, with it, it's natural. It, it just becomes natural to us. So that's kind of, that's kind of how Ascension works and how it affects our consciousness and, and changes our experience as we move through these varying levels. And, um, you know, while there are many, you know, to, to, to say like, Oh, well, unconditional love is, that's the fourth dimensional experience. Well, it's a part of the fourth dimensional experience. These are, these are vast generalizations where they're, the fourth dimension also encompasses an entire expanse of polarity, which is why we are seeing so much polarity on our planet in our societies today. The experience of polarity is being lived out as human beings are are evolving through this fourth dimensional experience to move to the brink of ascension, this word that we're applying to really a transition into fifth dimensional consciousness. So it really sounds like what I'm hearing is just that jump from maybe third dimensional to fifth dimensional. It's really changing into maybe that the love is more conditional in individual 
Um, like maybe a child, mother loves a child, but not expanded to um, others outside of that. Um, but moving into the fifth dimensional uh, realm or dimension um, is more about that, um, really that maybe that more of a oneness kind of love um, being all encompassing. Yeah, so many of the, um, many of the spiritual teachers in a variety of, of religions, philosophies, and faiths have been recognized for the degree of loving presence that they have. Teachers like Jesus, Muhammad, the Buddha. Um, these teachers have come to the planet and have been able to express a degree of love for other human beings, for the planet, and, and the other living beings that we share it with, and for all that is at levels that seem almost inaccessible for many human beings. Mm -hmm. And um, from that fifth dimensional frequency, um, the idea of conditions being a portion of love is completely gone. The, the idea that there are conditions required for an exchange of energy or an exchange of attention, that completely disappears. And what we have instead is the abiding presence of the energy of the universe, which is actually love. The creational energy of the universe is love. Most human beings experience love through an emotional, their emotional bodies. And so we relate to the experience of being loved and of giving love in an emotional way. And while from this other perspective, it's not as if it is disconnected from the emotions, but the energy itself is not made up of the energy of emotional experience. It's an energy that exists in a state of utter neutrality and utter acceptance. Mm -hmm. That love of a mother for a child, most people are familiar that it really doesn't matter who that child grows up to be. It is not going to stop that mother from loving them. Mm -hmm. There are not conditions in that state. And the idea of conditions being there doesn't even make any sense to the mother. Mm -hmm. she, she might say, I can't imagine a single thing that my child could do that would stop me from loving them. It's like, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. <laughs> However, the person that they had that child with could do all sorts of things that mm -hmm. would cause that mother to choose differently. Mm -hmm. And that may be because of the emotional experience that, that they're having together. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, that energy of love, that has been expressed by many spiritual teachers throughout history. And I mentioned, you know, a three out of probably thousands or more of people that we could point to who, who were, ex you know, these incredible examples of loving presence in the world. Um, but that becomes a natural experience, it, it, like, a, like a default experience of being able to love humans just like you would love a child. 
So how might someone start to begin to activate that energy of third dimension into the fifth dimension? Is that something that happens naturally? Is that something mm. they need to work <laughs> at? Um, what yeah. your experience with that then? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. Um, in the process of ascension, it is important to understand that one of the laws of the universe, the, the law that leads to the, our understanding of the law of attraction, I call the law of resonance. What that means is that all vibrations are attracted and repelled from each other based on the degree of resonance that they have for each other. As each vibration is unique and individual, we might think, how can we ever attract something that's like us if we are actually unique? Well, vibrations that are separate from us have the capacity to either amplify the frequencies that, that we are made of, or they have the capacity to depress. And so when humans are experiencing you know, they, they're, they feel really down about their life. Maybe they have a job that they don't appreciate or there are relationships in their life that are very challenging. What is happening is the vibrations of those outer aspects of reality are depressing their natural vibrational frequency. And the feeling that it doesn't feel good is simply an awareness that their natural frequency is being depressed, repressed, uh, suppressed. There, there are many different versions of this that can occur. And so from this standpoint, human beings that live on an ascent, first of all, um, ascension with incarnated biological forms, as far as I understand it has never actually been attempted or accomplished before, or it may have been attempted, but it never got done. <laughs> Usually what happens are things like pole shifts, like huge cataclysms happen. And then the earth go or the planet goes through an ascension. And then there's a re-manifestation of life in the new structure. This is part of the human and earth experiment where we are here to achieve this transformation while being in a body while we're here. Mm. And based on the law of resonance, we will be allowed to make this transition. And you may, I haven't looked at, at how things are going at this point, because I certainly it, it's, it can get so complicated <laughs> um, and I don't have my head wrapped around the, the whole thing. Um, but we've been going through a global pandemic that many people are seeing from different perspectives. Um, but one thing that we can see is that some people are dying during this period. And, and in some cases that's happening in rather large numbers. And so when, when a planet is ascending, 
when a human being doesn't have the capacity to metabolize the frequencies that are present in the reality, the energetic uh, nature of the biological form can no longer be maintained. This is actually the natural process of death that human beings have been going through for centuries and eons. This isn't something that is special and unique for ascension. It's just that during an ascension, some of the evolutionary experiences are somewhat more, uh, there's an, in, an increased intensity of the influx of frequencies and the demand upon the biological form to adjust to be able to metabolize those frequencies. So I say that, and I could understand if you were listening to this and you said, oh my God, what if I, my frequency isn't high enough and it's going to kill me? <laughs> um, and believe me, I've had that thought in the past many, many times. And I've wondered about it. Mm -hmm. But the law of resonance allows us to experience that which is the greatest need for our own spiritual evolution in the present moment of now of our experience. And so from this perspective, um, the idea that in order to survive the ascension process, we've got to do all this stuff and like wrangle ourselves open and, and spiritually evolve in ways that we don't know how. And, and, you know, none of that stuff is going to affect your pathway in the way that we would think. We're not going to achieve the result of, okay, I survived the ascension. That isn't really how it works. The, for many, many human beings on the planet right now, their capacity to hold and metabolize higher frequency energy is in most cases much greater than they, people are aware of. So even if you find yourself trapped in negative thoughts, trapped in negative situations, trapped in negative relationships, all of these problems that we may experience as the antithesis of spiritual evolution, these are not, these are not indications that you are not ready to move through an ascension process of accreting higher frequency into your biological form. All they are is indications of the degree of resonance that you have with your own true nature. Mm. When you begin to move into resonance with your own true nature, that means going within, following your heart, understanding your impulses, taking action based on what brings you joy rather than what brings you pain. Um, accepting yourself as you are with all of the experiences that you have and giving your attention to the aspects of self that 
have not had enough. Yeah, yeah, all of those steps are bringing you into more resonant vibration with the truth of who you really are. Mm -hmm. And as that process continues for you, when people are, you know, in the coming years, there may be people who experience an increase in the number of challenging experiences. And those experiences are designed to bring awareness to the areas of our lives where we are not in resonance with who we truly are. So when we're having those negative experiences, it's essentially an invitation from the universe, from the divine unified field to say, hey, maybe it's time to to see if I can make some changes to honor the being that I truly am. That sounds beautiful. It sounds really like, you know, it's, it's not about where the thoughts are, but where you're going to take them to and honoring your process, honoring who you are in this moment, and maybe even bringing in some of that self-compassion, self-love and, and really starting to honor that those maybe, you know, shadow sides that the dark energy or the Mm -hmm. emotional stuff that keeps us stuck so when we can finally feel all of that and heal that, we can truly transcend that. So we can move into that um, ascension process a little bit more smoother. Yeah, absolutely. We, we see so many things from a polarity perspective. And when we become aware of our negative thoughts or our shadow aspects, our responses to and tendency is to reject those as being wrong or being um, not evolved enough when truly the, the process of evolution occurs when we accept those elements as aspects of all that we are and give those elements the attention that they deserve, mm-hmm. which, you know, sometimes this process, you know, some people talk about, oh, you get stuck in a love and light process. Some people talk about some other, you got to be real and like do the shadow work if you're really gonna, you know, these are, these are ways of seeing how we relate with our, with our inner selves and, and allowing more space for us to be who we are is really going to allow those those parts that we may judge as negative or those parts that may cause negative results or, or harm others inadvertently or purposefully <laughs> as that may be coming out too. Um, it's going to allow those aspects to, to receive the energy that they need in order to uh, expand with that life ascension process, that process of, high frequency energy being stepped down from the universal center to the galactic center, to the solar center, to the planetary center. Mm -hmm. And as that occurs, that space that we're creating within is allowing that energy to come alive in us. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see someone that is radiant, when you see someone that is shining light in the world is because they've created space 
for all that they are mm -hmm. and not because they've triumphed over their shadows or because you know they did this process or that process it's really about that space that we have to be who we are they're they're being true is is kind of where that comes from that's beautiful and so you talk a little bit about um or, or you mentioned like being just the creator of awakening the heart and and so can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that yeah absolutely so um when we are born, we come into the body and begin developing these layers of consciousness. And we can actually kind of track these layers right up our chakra system. If you, you, you can see um, a, a seven chakra model, there's so many models out there, but the very first chakra at the tip of the tailbone is that survival area and we experience that as our unconscious awareness. This is what we are in when we are born. This is why most of us don't remember <laughs> that moment because we are, our energy structure in the body is just that unconscious layer. The next layer forms our, our emotional body. It's connected to our second chakra, has many energies of, of creativity, um, but this is our subconscious layer of awareness. And this is where our dreams come from when we go to sleep. This is how we, our, our energetic systems process the frequencies that we encounter in our wakeful life that we may be unable to integrate fully into our being. So we have dreams that assist us in doing that process. So that's the subconscious. The, the third layer is related to our conscious mind, our mental body, our thoughts, and our uh, sense of who we are. Our desire to express ourselves as an individual in the world comes from this layer of our being. And the next layer of consciousness, if you move up to the fourth chakra, this is the chakra that exists in the heart space. And many people talk about love in this space and of accepting everyone around you and loving all people as if we're unified. And to me, this is, does not accurately, while it is a piece of it, does not accurately describe the energy that exists in this place within our body and our energy bodies. The heart space contains all of the energies of what I call heaven on earth. The, this, these are the vibrations of experience that are deeply fulfilling, that bring us joy, that bring us ecstasy, that allow us to experience fun, that, um, that encourage us to take expressive action in the world that we exist within. And so it has been described in some ways that this heart space contains, um, contains all of the aspects of our creation that we have an affinity with. 
meaning these are all of the resonant energies that make us feel more like who we are, that bring us an amplification of our experience of our being. And the reason that love comes through this space is because at the very basis of the energy of our being is the energy of love. So people often mistake this fourth chakra area for a, an emotional experience of, of preference, wherein it's actually an experience of resonance with who we truly are. And when we connect to that layer of consciousness, we recognize on a conscious level that who we are is at its very basic structure, the energy of love. And so Awakening the Heart is a program that is designed to give a person a method by which they can clear away all of the aspects of the lower three chakras that have become manipulated, twisted, um, rejected, suppressed, all of the negative experiences that we have that are stored within those energetic areas to process all of those out so that we can begin to experience ourselves as an authentic being through these energy centers. And we do this by centering our consciousness within that state of heart resonance. Our consciousness can only perceive the frequencies that are be below it, or rather, I shouldn't say can only perceive, I should say can only embody. We can still perceive higher frequencies, but it is it, unless our consciousness is stationed at that frequency, we will not be able to embody the frequency of that energy. So when, for instance, in the, the previous example, a mother has unconditional love for her child, her consciousness is partially stationed in that heart space. And she has generated energetic connections between her embodiment and her child's embodiment from that place. However, the connections often, this isn't in all cases, but often the connections that that woman has with the father of her child are generated from a lower chakra. So a lower frequency of experience. It's not a worse frequency. It's just a slower vibrational frequency, right? So sometimes it's more challenging to maintain a connection when, when the going gets tough from those places. But with the child, with her consciousness stationed up in her heart space, when the going gets tough with the child, it never stops her from experiencing the resonance that she has with the love for her child. So moving into that space is in allowing your consciousness to expand, to, to bring that degree of resonance and to amplify it in an everlasting expansion of loving energy 
with your own creation of heaven on earth by creating the relationships you desire, by creating the expression in the world that you desire, by creating the experiences that you desire, by experiencing the fulfillment that you desire. So that's what the work is for. And when the full heart awakening, if, if we were to draw lines, you know, all of these models are, they're just models. <laughs> Um, if we were to draw lines in this model, when the heart is fully awakened, your consciousness will be stationed within the fifth dimension. Mm. And that may be a lifelong process for human beings throughout this uh, planetary ascension. It may be centuries of experience throughout this planetary ascension. I don't have those answers. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go for every individual, but I do know that's how the mechanics work. So it sounds like it's, it's really about the journey and yeah. moving through that journey, not necessarily getting to that destination of, Oh, I've arrived at 5d. Now I'm, I'm saved. Um, <laughs> through what we're, we're going through right now as a planet, as an individual, uh, as a community to really um, begin that ascension process and tap into that energy, tap into the energy that's already within. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the human potential is so extraordinary. Mm. We're, we're just, we're, we live in this amazing time where many, many, many people are able to begin to open up the possibilities for their lives. And, and it's really beautiful to see it happen in anyone that I've experienced it with, um, no matter how that journey is unfolding. Mm -hmm. And, and it's really, I just see our opportunity at this time to, to grow and expand as, as, what I've learned about history and people's experiences throughout history. I mean, this is, mm -hmm. this is truly one of the most incredible times to be alive on the planet mm -hmm. because you could live in a lifetime and be a, a miserable um, substance addicted, uh, really mean, terrible person and transform into an experience of joy, fulfillment, love, and easefulness mm -hmm. within one lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, like if, if you, if you believe in like multiple lifetimes, some people would say, Hey man, it's, it's going to take a lot, a lot of lifetimes to work <laughs> through that kind of, that kind of karmic problems. Mm -hmm. But we're in a period where so there's so much frequency available that, people are just leapfrogging like crazy and uh, oh, not like they're getting ahead of each other or there's any competition to this, but that the expansion of what's possible within one embodiment, it's just incredible. Yeah. Really is. And you, uh, you were talking about, you know, this whole time about expansion and ascension and how, you know, the world is ascending um, into five dimensional and, discussing the, you know, significance of 122112. 12. Um, I was wondering, could you discuss the significance of, you know, 1221, December 21, and in particular, 122120? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so 
this this uh, winter solstice date, December twenty first. Um, there are numerological as well as um, as I don't know what the word is the the um, position of the planet in relationship to our solar system and the galaxy that make these dates um, significant. And I'm not going to go into the numerology at all. Um, feel free to look that up. There's tons of stuff on the internet about that. But on December 21st, 2012, that was what many people recognize as the conclusion of the Mayan calendar. And what many people don't understand about the Mayan calendar is that it wasn't it wasn't a prophecy for the end of the world. It is a map of human consciousness development based on the frequencies that are available to the planetary structure, depending on where we are in alignment with that galactic central sun and the universal central sun. Mm -hmm. So they were able to accurately prophesize the ending of the known experience of human consciousness they knew that human consciousness would move through these steps because they were looking at it from a perspective of these are all of the steps of consciousness in three-dimensional human consciousness. Starting on December 21st, 2012, there's going to be a possibility for something new, and we don't know what that is. <laughs> so that's what that date was all about. And what that date began was, is called an ascension cycle. It is a period of time in which the planetary structure is going to begin to receive uh, incremental and progressive, progressively cumulative influxes of higher frequency energies. So starting on December 21st, 2012, frequency, higher frequency energy began coming into our planetary structure from the fourth dimension. Not that it wasn't, there wasn't some fourth dimensional energy present already, but more of it is coming through from the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension, and even beyond. And during this period from December 12th, 2012 until Dece December 21st, 2017, this is like a cycle where the planetary manifestation of consciousness is going to, that period of time would determine if the frequencies could be stabilized enough in order to sustain life through this process. Or it might have determined that life needed to get wiped out in order for the planet to to ascend, and then the planetary consciousness would have a choice point of choosing ascension or choosing to continue on its three-dimensional path for another potential 25,900 and some years, which is the precession of the equinoxes, which is one time around the entire galaxy. So since we've moved beyond that date, how do we know that we got past that date and we're not staying on the, <laughs> on the lower frequency? Well, um, it's kind of hard to tell at some points because we're still in transition. And, but the fact that you and I, the, the two of you and I are having this conversation and that 
you know, from what I understand, Stacy, you received a download to create this podcast and the inspiration from, from, I don't know how you allocate that source, but, but that it, it came spontaneously to you mm-hmm. that this was something that would be a fulfillment of, of your own path in some form, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Because that is happening from my perspective, I know that we exist in on a planetary structure where higher frequency energy is still coming in Mm -hmm. because you're not the only person that I'm seeing that in, you know, Sam is here as well. And there are people who are going to listen to your podcast who are involved in that journey as well. And there are thousands and millions of others who are going through this awakening process. We can see in society, the, the movements in uh, uh, worldwide of, of the rising of feminine empowerment, whether it was the Me Too movement, the election of uh, leaders of countries who are women. Um, we can see this movement that has been sometimes called being woke. How aware are you of your social contribution to the experiences of others. This idea that as a society, we are, we are considering our own individual effect upon the lives of others rather than only focusing on what's in it for me. That's an example of that movement of consciousness. So I know that we were successful in our evolutionary process through that 2017 date. Now, that brings us to December 21st, 2020, and why is the equinox important? So, as I mentioned, this stepping down of frequencies from the universal to the galactic to the solar to the planetary, these frequencies are being moved through solar rays. And the equinoxes, the the solstices... (laughs) are the times when our planet, at least the Southern Hemisphere right now, is receiving the highest degree of solar energy that it's going to receive during, the, during any given day. And the Northern Hemisphere is receiving the smallest amount of solar energy that it's going to receive. You go way up north, northern Alaska, northern Sweden, uh, Norway, it's dark all the time up there, right? So what, what we're witnessing is a concentration or the opposite of that concentration of solar energy coming into the planetary energetic structure. So the winter solstice is actually somewhat significant for us here in the Northern Hemisphere because the Southern Hemisphere is receiving this massive influx of solar energy and it's coming into the planetary core that way and is it being expanded to all of the human beings and the living beings that are on the surface of the planet as as well as maybe the other dimensions of this planet if you believe in those things some people have looked into like inner earth theories and stuff like that Um, every living being that's a part of this planet is being affected by this. So the, the summer and the winter solstices are times when 
the highest degree of solar energy can be integrated by the planetary body. So coming into December 21st, 2020, following the conclusion of the ascension cycle from 2012 to 2017, the earth has been able to integrate enough higher frequency energy that starting on December 21st, 2020, a, an unmitigated flow of higher frequency energy that is sourced from the fifth dimensional layers of reality or higher is going to begin to flow into the planetary structure. Prior to this, all of those higher frequency energies were downstepped. It's just like it's just like having the way that we get electricity. If we have a, a city has a municipal power center, it gets downstepped to these regional areas. It gets downstepped to your own house's electrical box so that you're not getting like a huge amount of megawattage to blast through your alarm clock. <laughs> you know, if it does that, you're gonna create fires. The same thing happens in the human body. If we just in all of a sudden in December 21st, 2012, straight up fifth dimensional energy just started blasting the planet, we would have had huge cataclysms. And some people might have just like uh, spontaneously combusted, like in the Spinal Tap movie, you know, <laughs> like, like I always laugh about that movie because like, here's this drummer, he's just having so much fun that he just like spontaneously combusts. Well, he just like got a little too much spiritual energy moving through him for his body to be able to handle and he just vaporized, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so luckily, when we, when we say Mother Earth, this is a spiritually literal title for our planet, hmm. meaning the earth is the feminine consciousness whose children are the human beings, the plants, the animals, the waters, the mountains, all aspects of life on this planet. And the planetary consciousness is not going to allow a, a, a frequency that is too great for its children to experience. Mm. So going through these stair step process in this ascension evolutionary process was necessary. And we are reaching a time where the planet earth is capable of integrating and processing all of those higher frequency energies in a way that can deliver it to each of us as human beings without blowing us up, mm. without blowing up our societies, without destroying the planetary surfaces entirely. Now, I'm not saying that some of our human creations might not crumble. We've already been seeing how things are changing, how our healthcare systems have have been challenged in a way that could cause it to crumble. Some people are predicting that, that Bitcoin or similar blockchain types of finances are gonna take over and our financial system will crumble. Our education system is going through a massive shift right now because of the pandemic. So many things are changing, but 
we're not experiencing like this, you know, Yellowstone Park hasn't erupted yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like covered the sky with with a plume of smoke where you were not going to see the sun for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Apparently that happened back in like the 900s or something like that. Like some huge volcano in Europe blew up and like they, they didn't have the sun. They like went through like a mini ice age for like an entire year. Whoa. Like it was bad times, Jeez. but you know, people still survived. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like, wasn't the end of the world. I um, love I love what you were saying just about, you know, just the earth is giving us what we can handle. So it's kind of like meeting us where we're at on a very large macro scale, kind of like, you know, we can't, we have to um, do what feels right for us on an individual scale and, and move, you know, in that direction. But the earth is listening to our, our level of consciousness as well. Um, And so you mentioned just those shifts and, and things like the Bitcoin and, you know, the, the economic, political structure, healthcare. Um, I'm wondering if you can even talk a little bit about the Aquarian age, because we are, that is another significant piece yeah. of 2021. And so what does that mean? Like, we're, I know we're going into Aquarius, more of an air sign and, and how that's going to shift things. Um, so, talk yeah, so, so the Aquarian age, you know, back in the 70s, um, the musical hair had a movie uh uh the broadway production had a had a song about this is the age of aquarius the dawning of the age of aquarius and as you may know at dawn you can see the light coming over the edge before the sun peaks up right so back in the 70s when we were going through these social movements about love everybody and and peace and love and all that kind of stuff in the 60s and 70s that was kind of like the dawning of a coming age and i'll talk about what that is december 21st 2020 is when the sun peaks over the edge now what does that mean we're moving into a new age we've been in a piscean age for for a couple thousand years and um many people may be aware that the symbol for Jesus is a fish. And in fact, there's stories about some of the miracles that he, he created in feeding people with fish and other types of things. Some of this can be interpreted as symbolism about the consciousness age that was present at the time um, that he was that 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 he was here to assist um, with. And um, when the planet moves into these different alignments with the consciousness solar energies of the universal galactic structures, the relationship of the planet to all of this energy can be traced through the stars. And so when we go through from one age to another age, oftentimes there are shifts and movements that happen in the planetary consciousness or of the human beings that live upon it. Um, The yogic system um, actually, there are very detailed 
um, ways of tracking the movements of what are called yugas. This would be similar to an age, which is a period of time where the solar system is moving through a, uh, an area of the galaxy that has a particular vibrational frequency. It's kind of like um, if you were, you were on a long road trip and you're going from one side of the United States to the other, you're going to go through areas like, like the Smoky Mountains where it gets all foggy and you're going to go across the plains where it's all cloudy all the time and you'll go through deserts where it's just dry and sunny. Um, this is what our planet is experiencing moving through the galaxy. So when we move from one age to another, it's kind of like the weather is changing. The environment that we exist in is going to change. And that environment is determined by the vibrational frequency. Now, according to many different sources, whether it's yogic or uh, idea, you know, astrological, the idea of the Aquarian age, the new age is prophesied and expected to be a golden age of consciousness. It's the beginning of a new golden age where the values of higher frequency energy are going to govern the experiences of human beings, meaning the ideas of survival, competition, and um, control, which are, we can look at as the perhaps negative aspects of our 3D reality, are going to give way to a higher frequency band of, of energies, which encompass divine loving presence, what I call Christed compassion. And Christed is not the religious term C-H-R-I-S-T. It is a term spelled K-R-Y-S-T, which relates to the emanation of source consciousness into manifestation. Um, so divine loving presence, Christed consciousness, uh, Christed compassion, which is an experience of what we might call unconditional love for others as self. And then the next layer would be unity consciousness. And unity consciousness is a layer of experience that human beings are completely unfamiliar with because we have been stationed in a state of experiencing ourselves and others as individuals and like self and other in a unity consciousness state, there is no other. And so the needs of others is experienced as the needs of the self. And so in unity consciousness, all beings move together as one. This is exemplified by, if you follow people who um, channel entities um, from higher realms, um, a, very, a very famous example would be Esther Hicks, who channels it, an entity conglomerate that has been named Abraham. And that name Abraham is specific to Esther Hicks. That, that name comes from Esther Hicks. 
It does not necessarily describe the being that is being channeled, but that being operates in a state of unity consciousness for certain. So, so when, when you hear Esther Hicks, for instance, saying we, when Abraham is referring to themselves, that is one of the indi indications of unity consciousness. They, not to say that they may not branch off from time to time or make different choices, but that in those statements, they are resonating in, within that frequency of unity consciousness. So those are the three that the coming age will usher in. The divine loving presence, which is unconditional love of self, and therefore the recognition of love within others. The Christed compassion, which is loving the self as, or loving the other as self. So that is a level of compassion that most human beings don't experience, although there have been examples of that in some of the leaders who have been present in our world. And then, and then the unity consciousness. And that's what I, those are my beliefs of, of the structure. Um, you know, everything that I, everything that I share and teach, I always say, you know, Hey, try it on for yourself. If it resonates wonderful. If you think I'm full of it, you're that's, that's something that I accept. Also, it's, it's totally, totally fine. Um, because I know that I don't have all the answers and that my perspective is, is essentially limited um, and so there, there is, there is room for all perspectives in, in our world. And, and so if, if there's anything that doesn't resonate from the suggestions that I make about what could be or anything, I'm always open to another, another idea about those. <laughs> sharing that. And, you know, I've been really, um, noticing as we've been going through these powerful shifts in December, just a lot of that energy, um, I, like I'm starting to tap into some of that energy of the unity consciousness and some mm. of these thoughts that weren't there before. And, you know, this, I think that's where this inspiration for this, even this podcast came from is just this divine love. You know, we are all love. We are mirrors to each other and when we can like see the other in the self. We have, a, you know, lesser, um, not taking things personally because we recognize that, you know, it's coming within ourselves and we get to heal that. That's an invitation to heal that and, you know, be in this loving vibration with everyone that we come into contact with because we really are all connected in so many ways. Yeah. I'm getting all kinds of um, confirmation energy streams coming down through the top of my head and going all the way down into my legs. So mm. that sounds beautiful. Sounds, sounds right on. And so, um, so you mentioned being able to maybe lead us through a healing transmission. Um, yeah. Something that you can maybe tell us a little bit about and then, um, yeah, lead us through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, thank you for, giving me an opportunity to share this, this, um, this healing transmission is, um, it is an aspect of something that I have received similar to 
um, in, in a similar way, at least as, you know, your inspiration for doing this podcast and the opportunity to move into spaces where we can access higher frequencies. Um, so I appreciate an opportunity to reach people that I, I wouldn't have otherwise if we had not come into contact and, and been able to share here. Absolutely. Um, it's a pleasure so, having you share your... Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, um, a healing transmission is, it is a deliverance of a frequency program. And what I mean by that is that, um, when, when a frequency pattern is created from the unified field, there is consciousness involved in that. And there is intention involved in that. Even if that intention is generated with an acceptance of all, re all outcomes and all results, there is still intention behind any creation of consciousness. And in the process of manifesting into reality, the unified field of source delivers an emanation of sound and light. You can track that story in many of the creation stories of many traditions that describe the sound as the waters or the void uh, before the universe was created. That is the sound vibration. The light um, for us Western folk who, who may, are brought up in, in a fairly Christian-influenced society, the, the idea of let there be light. This is a spiritual light, not necessarily the type of light that we see with our eyeballs. Um, but it can't, both of these things can be translated into a, a form of color, uh, something that we could hear, a vibrational sound, possibly, um, it might be a down-stepped version of that. However, <clears throat> this is what the frequency program consists of, a creation of sound and light that holds a specific frequency intention. Um, when I transmit this, this healing transmission, it goes through the center of the earth. So I'm sending it to Mother Earth who is connected to every human being on the planet. The intention behind that frequency program is then delivered to the energetic bodies of those who are here to receive it. So you can, be, you can receive it through um, listening to this podcast. You can receive it by um, connecting with me and and receiving a, a transmission one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you can even to a certain degree, depending on the intention of the transmission, simply receive aspects of it based on your, the resonance of your frequency to the expansiveness of that frequency program. Now, I do not include within these frequency programs 
um, any directive on what a person should do with it or how they will integrate it or um, how much of it they will receive. So I'm not actually giving anybody a healing. All I'm doing is delivering a transmission of frequency. Once your energetic body receives this frequency, your expanded or higher self will make all decisions about the integration of those frequencies. If you don't want something within this program, you will not receive that thing. However, I will say that if your mind, if you find yourself going like energetic healing transmissions, that sounds like a lot of woo-woo for me, which I totally understand. <laughs> um, I was really skeptical before I received my first ones. Um, that's fine. That will not interfere with your ability to receive the benefits of this frequency program. Okay. So that being said, if it's not for your highest good, you won't get it. Okay. So this can only benefit you. And even if you want it, but your brain is going like, it's wandering all over the place and going like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not getting it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That has no effect on your integration of the frequency, okay? So I want to say those two things. There is one more aspect. And, and the, way that I, um, the way that I share this transmission is I'm going to speak a command out loud. Um, this, is, this is a manifestation of my intention to deliver the transmission in the form of sound that my embodiment is capable of producing within this frequency bandwidth we exist within. And because of my speaking out loud, of my engaging that vibration into the reality that you can listen to, it's putting into the quantum field the programming of this frequency. I, can, I could also do this silently, but, it, but especially if it's a first time of receiving, it can assist a person with hearing the frequency of the intention. Along with this command, um, I'm going to say some, I will be saying some words that may sound like nonsense. Um, when I received the frequency intention of this particular frequency program, there was a message included from an entity that exists as a guardian of light within our own solar center, the sun. And this guardian of light identified himself as an aspect of a dragon collective. He asked me to include within this transmission a speaking of of intention, an invitation within his own language, or at least within a language that he <laughs> delivered to me. And I, I actually, I, it, it doesn't take very long to say, I spent quite a long time like hearing it and writing it and like checking, is this right? And then I'd have something wrong and, you know, kind of refining it until he gave me the, the claws up. 
<laughs> um, if that's the I don't know if he has claws. Um, uh, anyway, I, I will be repeating that six times. Um, as far as what you will experience, you may experience no sensations. You may experience temperature sensations within your body. You may experience tingles like getting goosebumps. If you're really sensitive, you may move into a state of seeing images. Um, there are other ways to experience this. Understand that however you're receiving the frequency, it is being delivered to you through your most authentic self. So it is the best way for you to receive it in this time. The integration of this frequency takes time. It is a higher vibrational uh, program. And what that means is that it will take time to filter down from the higher layers of who we are to become integrated into our bodies. And the single most important uh, medium that we can interact with in terms of integrating spiritual energy is water. Water is the spiritual carrier of frequency between the layers of energy and physicality. So it is not insignificant that human beings are made up so much of water. We are spiritual beings in, in nature. And, and that water helps us to integrate all of who we are. So after receiving a healing transmission, it is always my recommendation to drink extra pure water. Feel free to bless your own water before drinking it. That greatly increases your body's ability to integrate the frequencies. Um, and your body may need it. Um, so I think that's, that's all I have to share about what it is. Um, so if you're ready, we can, we can jump in. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, great. All right, beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> so just another, uh, sorry, one thing I forgot to say is that because this is a programmed frequency that is offered through the unified field, um, it enters into the quantum realm. And therefore, whether you are experiencing this live in person, whether you're listening to the podcast on December 21st for which the frequency is designed, or you're listening to it at another date, there is no difference in the efficacy of the frequency. The frequency maintains its effective ability for all times and places. And the title of this frequency program is the Aquarian Angelic Human Template Activation. Awesome. Beautiful, thank you. Um, speaking of water, I'm actually gonna take a quick drink of water. And if you have some handy, I'll invite you to do the same just because it's good for your body. Go ahead and make yourself comfortable. There's no particular position that your body is required to be in. Um, if you happen to be driving while listening to this podcast, you might want to turn it off and wait until you get to a stationary place where you're not um, focusing elsewhere. The integration of this 
may take uh, 20 minutes or longer depending on your particular system. So if you are pausing this or you have somewhere to run off to following the conclusion of this podcast, you may want to keep that in mind that your state of consciousness may be somewhat altered and it may not be the greatest idea to jump into a car and get into heavy traffic immediately upon completing this. It's more like getting a deep tissue massage for your soul. So take in a nice breath in through your nose, feel it come in and just let it go. Let your body release it. There's no right way to breathe. <laughs> just make yourself comfortable, connect with your breath. I'm being reminded right now to share with you the invitation that I will be speaking in the solar language from the Dragon Collective in English. The invitation is to awaken your sun as it is awakened in me. As you shine the light within, I become you as you become me. So that's a translation of the invitation that I will be speaking um, as part of the integration with this Aquarian activation of your angelic human template. I'm connected to your higher selves and we're ready to begin the transmission. It is commanded in the name of divine loving presence and by the golden liquid realms and alchemical powers that the Aquarian age angelic human DNA template overlay is activated for each person here releasing all lower frequencies of density that are no longer serving their highest good or are preventing the manifestation of their personal heaven on earth or of realizing the divine nature of their authentic essence and soul purpose in the best possible way for them and in resonance with divine order and their higher self now. Ta Asia into Doe.
the frequency transmission has now been delivered and is processing. Rosh Hashan se doi si mikitu, Karlacha san soi samachui fansu. Some of you may be experiencing some bodily discomfort. Feel free to move your body if that sounds inviting. Rosh Hashan se doisi mikitu, Karlacha san soi samachui fansu. Hmm. 
Rosh Hashan Seidoisi Mikitu, Karlaka San Soi Samachui Fansu. Rashashan says doi si mikitu karlaka san soi samachui fansu. We're about two thirds completed. Rosh Hashan say doi si mikitu karlaka san soi samachui fan su. Rosh Hashan Seidoisi Mikitu Karlaka San Soi Samachui Fan Su Taeja Intadoi. Hmm. The activation has moved fully into the quantum field. It is completed in terms of this transmission. Just allow yourself to breathe for a moment. You will continue to receive the frequencies that are for your highest good from this transmission during the hours, days, and potentially months ahead. For some, the benefits may continue to be integrated for 
years. I will speak one more commandment, which is for the highest and most easeful integration of the frequencies you have received. It is commanded in the name of divine loving presence that new templates, new infusions, and new golden streams of Christos Sophia consciousness in resonance with the clearings and activations completed are integrated in the best possible way for each person here from their higher self now. Ta Asia Intadoe. And you can simply imagine, visualize, you can feel a golden stream of liquid light descending into the top of your head and filling every cell within your body with golden light. This light is of your own pure essence, amplifying the who you truly are, bringing to you the love of the greatest aspects of your own individuation of source consciousness. assisting you with integrating the new frequencies in the best possible way for you. And feel free to remain here with your eyes closed if you desire. When you're ready, feel free to open your eyes, come back to the room that you're in gently Have a drink of water if you feel thirsty. <laughs> and may the new possibilities for the experiences of higher frequency meaning the experiences that are more resonant with your true self. Be capable of coming into your life in the most easeful way possible. And this activation has made the potential for embodying your fifth dimensional manifested consciousness through your physical body. Your own pathway toward that embodiment is of course unique and perfect for you. This activation is an energetic assistance to clear away that which does not resonate with the truth of who you are and to assist in the easeful integration of the new energies that your body will be integrating and using for the creation of your experience now and in the future.
That was beautiful, John. Thank you so thank much. You, John. That but... was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thank thank you. Uh, thank thank you for receiving. Uh, I would love if if you are interested in sharing. I would love to hear about about your experience. Absolutely. I'll, yeah, my experience was. I mean, I just felt this vibrational energy just pulsating through my body. Um, so mm. I, I just felt that energy um, shift. It was really profound. So I'm beautiful. very sensitive to energy. So I I just felt that, and yeah, it was just a beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you. When when you said that uh, the transmission has been received and is now is being processed, I felt the uh, the top front of my head just start to tingle, and it yeah. slowly moved all the way back, <laughs> like yeah. it was basically the entire crown. And I just I just felt that. And right at the beginning, I saw in front of me, and I can't I really don't know what it was, but it looked like it was completely. Um, like this, this steel circle with uh -huh. this like orange ball in the middle, and it almost it almost looked like a doorway, but it looked like a UFO, but like in a doorway. It was, <laughs> it was, pretty, is, it was pretty cool. That is awesome. All of these, uh, the there there is a light and color uh, manifestation of these uh, frequency transmissions. And oftentimes when a person is able to perceive something of what you're describing, what you're seeing is the visual, what's happening is your energetic system is translating into a visual representation of the frequency that you are receiving and experiencing. And there is a process where these transmissions can be delivered uh, purely through visual, uh, you know, light codes. You can just look at it and it goes kind of through your eyeballs and the pineal gland. What you were likely doing, Sam, is you were receiving those energies directly into your pineal gland. And that was translating for you a visual image of some of the frequencies that were happening for you. Mm. so cool <laughs> yeah That's really so cool. really cool really and, uh, really cool i do want to say too to uh all you guys that are listening if you uh you know if this resonated with you if you if you if you felt saw something like me and, and stacy did and you know you want to share go on our facebook page you know throw some comments down we would love to hear all of your experiences through this because if it was anything like mine it was really just incredible and profound so thank you that so is, much john that's so awesome thank you for the invitation and and if if i may just to share a little bit of my own experience because mm -hmm. i get to experience it too along with you <laughs> um not your experience but i get my own experience right um i saw I was able to see, I was able to see like the waves of um, how this frequency is not only affecting those who receive this transmission, but how it serves to turn the light on, so to speak, with those that you will come in contact with also. 
Mm. Not that, not that it's necessary for you to, you know, learn how to do this or like transmit it to others that that's expected of you in any way, but just through your own beingness, Mm. your effect on the vibration of others, I was able to see how there are lights turning on and it was like, if you've ever seen those like videos from concerts where like there's a guy in a band on the stage is like taking a video of the crowd, which is all dark. And suddenly like these little, these lights like turn on, you know, Mm -hmm. it says people turn their lighters on or whatever. But for me, the lights themselves were these massive structures of blue, like aquamarine blue colored energy that were like these templates of consciousness that were then um, integrating into, into the embodiments of each person. Mm. So it's like a, like a visual representation of, it, it's sort of ironic that we say ascension because a lot of what happens is actually a movement of descension. <laughs> from from a from you know the other perspective um so that that was what i got to kind of watch while while all that was going on and it was pretty awesome while both of you were talking i was giving all this stuff all all these free you know like the the tingles going up and down and and just a lot of sensations happening along with it Wow, that sounds incredible, like an incredible experience as well. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would love to hear what other people's experiences are as they listen to this. Um, and and John, I'd like to um, tell our listeners like where they can find you, how they can work with you. And um, yeah, maybe like maybe something that you're working on right now or something that you're you're hoping to do in the next, um, yeah, mm-hmm. right currently up to. A- absolutely. Yeah. So Currently, I offer um, the the main program that I offer is an 11-week course, which we discussed called Awakening the Heart. Um, I have another another program called the Rainbow Bridge Ascension Training. And that's a a study of sacred geometry and Merkaba mechanics um, that I did last year around a series of particular dates. So if that's that kind of like piques your interest and you're curious about that, um, you know, we can get in contact and, and discuss more of what that's about. Um, I do offer uh, one-on-one uh, transmissions for people who are seeking that. Um, there, some of those healing transmissions are included uh, in the programs. Um, and encompass a variety of the uh, the state of our spiritual world, where humanity is and where we are as individuals. Um, so there's a variety of ways to receive those. Um, the, the programs themselves are comprehensive consciousness transformations. Um, the healing transmissions um, are also consciousness transformations, but um, there's, there is a more of a kind of one-on-one consultation involved in, in that type of, of work. And, um, I have a Facebook group as well. 
um, which I'd love to, if I can, include some some links to, as well as how to contact me um, along with the podcast. I'm happy to just just click on those. And, and that way I don't have to go through a bunch of details and people have to take tons of notes. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm, I'm happy if, if anyone who's listening to this podcast has further questions for me about my work or things that we discussed, I'm more than happy to dialogue with you, um, usually by email around that. Um, and, you know, once you, we get in contact, of course, we can talk about various ways that that um, you can experience some of the work that I do. So, so I'll, I'll say that the programs and the transmissions are the primary ways that I'm working at this time. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing to how that expands in the future. So, uh, you know, if those aren't things that work for you, there may be something that is created down the line that, that we can work together around. So, so thank you for the opportunity to share that. Wonderful. Thank you, John. And yes, definitely. We will absolutely add your links um, to your Facebook groups and um, email if um, I include that. Yes. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge and your activation mm -hmm. with us. We've really appreciated it. And um, thank you listeners for listening to our show today. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and love the planet and beyond. And if you like this show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. Love you guys. Love you guys. Take care. We'll see you next time. And loving Bye. presence with all of you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.